better no. shape up cuz i need a man you know this is getting left oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's my intro <laughs> No, oh, I'm going going recording. <laughs> no, come on, we're going. Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today we're back once more with the unnamed motorsport podcast. Yes, we're here today to review the 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 not the Belgian Grand Prix that, that wasn't really there. Oh, oh what we hyped this up so much. F1 was back four weeks away. We were hyped. We were ready. It's I was spa. so excited at 10 to 2 yesterday. It was honestly... Exactly. Uh, genuinely, I, I don't think I'd been that excited yeah. for a Grand Prix since probably the start of the year. Or maybe Imola, because again, that was wet as well, mm. wasn't it? You think anything can happen. It's Spa. George Russell's on the front row. George Russell's on the front <laughs> row, which we're going to have to talk about in just a moment. But what an absolute disaster. Obviously, we'll get into the Grand Prix itself in just a moment. Like Jamie just mentioned... Let's quickly talk about qualifying then. Two main talking points from qualifying, isn't it? George Russell with probably the lap of the year, I think it's going to go down as. In yeah. very weird circumstances, I must add as well. But before we talk about that, let's talk then about Lando Norris's crash. Now, to build up the scene, fastest in Q1, if I remember correctly. I didn't watch Q1 or Q2, so this is all on you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm pretty certain he was he was either right there, he was either first or second. It was him and Max. Uh, they were obviously at the front of the field. Fastest Q1, I'm pretty certain. Fastest Q2, I'm pretty certain as well. Gets to Q3. The rain starts coming down heavier. Sebastian Vettel says they need to come in. And what happens? Well, someone at complains of Hoi Rouge. No one ever saw that coming. So, yeah. Not great. I mean, to be fair to Lando... He did sort of say it was his own mistake on the radio. I just watched earlier. Um, but, like, it's outcompaining up a literal a hill that has a yeah. massive river on it. So there's not much he could really do. No. Um, but, yeah, a bit of a shame for Lando. Obviously, with the way the race panned out, if he had got a pole, he'd have won. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the mad thing, isn't it? Bit of a shame. Yeah, absolutely crazy for Lando Norris. I mean, it looks... It could have been a much worse crash. He was lucky the way he went into the wall, yeah. And it was yeah. pretty amazing didn't have to replace the chassis. Obviously, it didn't matter anyway. No, no. The chassis was apparently repairable, which is quite incredible. It is quite impressive, isn't it? Just how much they can sort of save on these Formula 1 cars at the moment. Unless but let's quickly... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's quickly as well then just discuss Oruz. Now, the FIA, well, Spa has confirmed there are going to be changes made next year. I've had a bit of a look. They seem to have... Made they definitely they're making the right changes to it with what they're doing with like the tire barriers. I don't know if you've seen a picture anywhere, Jamie, of it at all. But it's so difficult, isn't it, with El Rouge? It's the sort of thing that you know for a fact that if if they got rid of Belgium from the calendar, which I don't think they will do, this is hypothetical. Yeah. But if they were to have been off Spa, like twenty five years time, people would look back and look at it like the Arvis Ring. Or something like that, where it's just stupidly dangerous, apparently, because all the tracks are so vanilla. I mean, <laughs> but... the Arvis ring is a bit different. Nah, <laughs> Let's the be fair. Ring is class, bring it back. <laughs> the, you you literally found the Arvis ring two weeks ago, and you've suddenly just gone all for the Arvis ring. A year ago, it's so it's such a good track. I want to go there in real life. You're aware that back in like post-war cars, they'd be able to do well over 220 miles an hour down there. Yeah. Back when they had like closed wheels and stuff, and like because they literally have fire engines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And they'd go around a wall. But, like, Belgium, 
the thing that makes it so good is like the history and the character. I, I really yes, hope they yeah. don't change Overwatch. To be honest, I mean, I know terrible things have happened there, but like, terrible things can happen in motorsport. I, I know that's a really bad attitude to have. Oh, it's so difficult, it is really isn't difficult. it? Because I know exactly what you're trying to say. It's yeah. really, really difficult to justify it. My thought was. And this is where it's so difficult because I had an idea sort of like just led in bed last night sort of thing. Or led in bed, I think it was Saturday night actually thinking about it. Um, it's a shame the support pit lane is where it is. Because if you imagine, if they you head down to a route, say you go right a bit before you then swing back left. You could down. tighten up the corner a bit, yeah, and force them to slow down a bit. You put gravel on either magic, side. Surely. But you wouldn't ruin it by too much, I don't think. I don't know. I suppose it's because not, that's how it drive, used to be as well. All, yeah. No, exactly. It's just a straight line for them. Mm. Unless it's the F1 games where the rear end of the car grams <laughs> out all the time and you just spin. You just corner cut every lap like I do. You, you, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, the people complain that the barriers spit cars back onto the track. They don't. They. It's just they do. If no, you look at any picture. If one car goes into the barriers, it just. It's just because other cars are off the track as well, which is why they hit them. So in the W Series, no car was back on the track. It was just W other Series cars going was a, off. Bit a bit different. That they were all like, I don't even know what happened. There. It didn't start. Spa twenty four. Spa twenty four. Someone got spat into the middle of the road. That was on the track. I don't believe it was, but whatever. I didn't watch it that much. So. Spa twenty four was in the middle of the track. Yeah, that's why you got walloped. Um. And then obviously Hubert as well. That wasn't on the track. Was no. not on the track, was it? That was yeah. The car was that well was... Up on the right trying to avoid everything and it hit. Basically, where Lando. Well, he was a bit before where Lando yeah. stopped, wasn't he? Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it? Still, because on the other hand, there's not a lot they can do with O'Rouge in terms of moving the tire barriers back. Doesn't work because a massive. Hill. It, there's you can't <laughs> unless you move literally millions of tons of land. You can't really do a lot with reprofiling it that's mm. why i sort of said about whether you could try and make him go right sort of like where the pit lane is now and yeah, then swing back the left and then up the hill yeah maybe yeah even if they have to drop down just one gear or something like that a bit more mm. to get through but because let's be fair <laughs> no one wants to see the 1994 chicane put in place have I you ever seen I pictures of that, that no. literally you go in and then when you go left for a rouge you go hard left and hard right up the hill. It's basically like a triangle. That sounds terrible. It's horrendous. Like the best, that's probably the best thing out about Spa is the undulation and the speed that you can carry yeah. in stupid places. But like, I exactly. Get safety, Au Rouge, Blanchemont. Like motorsport safety is completely about mitigating risks. I get that. And you could argue that uh, an accident, a, a bad accident is more likely to happen at Au Rouge than at um, Le Con, for example, which is yeah. true. But you don't want every track just be the exact same. Like you don't just no. want 90 degree corners no. and chicanes and low speed corners everywhere. Some tracks have got yeah. to have that element of risk, which I'm not saying drivers have to go and lose their lives. It's what makes you look forward to yeah. a race at Spa. Yeah, because it's such a challenge. But I don't know. It's a very difficult subject to talk about without getting cancelled. So it, exactly, it's very very difficult, and as well, neither of us have the expertise no. to really to really sort of make any worthwhile changes or recommend any worthwhile changes to it as well obviously we can only sort of formulate from our f- sort of fan perspective mm. of what you can do with it the I'm only sure because i mean the problem is you hasn't been used yet 
I'm sure there's a reason because they're definitely clever enough to think about themselves. But you know yeah. the the Noval Chicane at Monaco, like yeah. that barrier that sticks out, that cars can go directly into at like 180 miles an hour, that has a much better barrier system than the tires do. Yeah. But I yeah. guess it probably spits cars along the more. I don't know. I'm guessing Tet Pro as well. If you use it at much higher speeds, doesn't work as well. Maybe. Probably because you don't you absorb the energy in a different way, don't you? Really. Mm. With Tech Pro, and it just like I'm guessing that might well. be dangerous if you want that 200 miles an hour, that much stopping power. Mm. But, but exactly, yeah, we've, there's, there's exactly, there's, engineers who know a lot more than we do. Exactly. So if they, they, if they could use Tech Pro, though, there's probably a reason why they yeah. haven't already. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, let's get on then. Sorry, with the rest of qualifying then. Obviously, I think it was originally Hamilton who went fastest. I want to say. No, George. No, Hamilton that. went fastest yeah, Hamilton originally. Fastest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then with about, what, a minute left on the clock? Yeah. Everyone's out for their last laps. Track seems to be getting a little bit quicker again. The rain has eased ever so slightly. Hamilton is two tenths down at the end of sector one. He runs horribly wide again through the first couple of corners, uh, through La Source even, I should say, at the start of the lap. So he's yellow in sector one, but still quicker than Verstappen at this time of the session. Purple through sector two. You think... Surely like now this is going to be the lap. Up as well. He was 1.7 yeah. up beyond his previous laps. So you're like, everyone is going to go quicker here. Then, as Hamilton's coming through Sector 3, George Russell pops up on the timing graphic. Purple. Purple, Sector 1. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> purple, Sector 2. We thought was, Sector 1, yeah. fair enough, it's basically a straight. Sector 2, he goes purple, you think, holy shit, something might happen here. <laughs> this could be incredible. Then Lewis bangs out Sector 3, to be fair to him. Yep, Lewis bangs out Sector 3. <laughs> Goes a two minute point one, doesn't he? Yeah, and then Russell edges ahead of him by 13, 13 yeah. thousandths of a second. I want to say, yeah, it was madness. And then, unfortunately, I mean, I say unfortunately, I'm a Verstappen fan, but it would have been crazy yeah. to see Russell and Paul. Yeah, George Paul would have been <laughs> incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, but like, you know I genuinely, say... I think uh, as much as I'm a Hamilton fan, I was happy to see George go faster than him. Yeah. Because I honestly thought that like, would be it's it. It's genuinely the eighth fastest guy. I mean, maybe in those conditions it could sneak into like seventh. Because Latifi was what twelve. So yeah, Williams have got a decent car in the rain. But still, to be so fair, and front they brought they they'd also gambled on a massive wet package this weekend as well. I read. Yeah. But still, but yeah, the, the performance was incredible. So he's definitely got that Mercedes seat, by the way. <laughs> well, this is what I wanted to get into later on in the podcast. There's another rumor going around today that I've seen that seems quite interesting. We'll we'll discuss that later on as well there but yeah so George Russell comes across the line two minute flat for Stappen then right at the end there's a 59.7 59, yeah. I was gutted with I was that I'll be honest, cause it, it, even as a yeah. fan I was happy that he got on pole but like George on pole would have been mad <laughs> George on pole would have been absolute scenes um, but yeah that was obviously just absolutely crazy on Saturday then and we didn't realise it at the time obviously we saw that thought well that's going to live in our memories for a long time <laughs> unfortunately then of course the rest of the Grand Prix weekend was memorable for all the wrong reasons yeah completely. so Friday morning then I, I don't know if did you watch the Formula 3 I did actually Saturday Sunday morning yeah yeah it, it was quite interesting wasn't it obviously we won't really yeah. talk about it too much in this but an interesting wet race early on in the morning you think right it's wet spa day we haven't seen a fully wet weekend in so long now in Formula One, where all three all three days have been raining like this. You sure? This, it's been a while. I'm thinking Hockenheim 19. Maybe that was was that dry quality? 
Yeah. Hockenheim 19 was dry quality, I'm pretty certain. Oh, fair. Then it's been a while then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Italy 2008. Yeah, so. <laughs> Italy 2008. Well, it was dry by the end of the race, really, wasn't it? In the it end. It was still on Inters, I think. I don't think they were on slow. Yeah, they, they were, it might have been dry enough. Yeah, it might have stopped raining, but it was still wet, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so we're thinking, obviously, F3 race happens. Jack doing again. We we spoke about Dennis Hauger <laughs> last time, time ever. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned Dennis Hauger, and then suddenly he has an absolute disaster of a weekend, and now Jack Doohan's back in the title fight with him as well there. But Sorry, Dennis. Yeah, it was... So yeah, so Dennis, you're awful, mate. You're not going to win the title. Jack Doohan's winning. Easy. And to be fair, I say that. I quite like Jack Doohan, so yeah. I don't know if I'm he's trying to jinx British, him or not. He's he's Australian. <laughs> not quite how it works, but okay. Yeah, just um, a couple of hundred years, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me but yeah of course so we get to the race it's Sunday the rain is still absolutely lashing it down the cars head out for the formation lap Do they? the cars head out for another formation oh lap. you mean the well oh. it gets delayed by 20 minutes well, to begin with doesn't Perez it crashing on his own oh I completely forgot about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> talk me through that quickly well Perez is, is an absolute fraud and binned it on the way to the grid so and Red Bull, because he's not Max Verstappen, decided they won't bother. Uh, they exactly, yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that made like, me laugh. Sorry, that's it, Checo. Unlucky. You're not Verstappen. But You're I think there's a rule with that, isn't there? Because I thought that as well. I think there's a rule that if you can't get back to the start line, they yeah, can't do anything can't, with it. Yeah, there's no recovery in, because he can't have help. Even though they must have had help eventually. They did they, get they recovery were, help. Yeah. This, I think what it is, is you can't do the outlap without any recovery. Because obviously... There is no Grand Prix ever where they delay the start by three hours. Yeah. So basically. if you don't think you can get it done by the time you by the time the race is meant to start, you just, you just bother, get wheel yeah. off the track. Yeah. So, yeah, Perez. I think again he was a bit unlucky in that instance, wasn't he? But it's it a bit difficult a to justify as well. Error yeah. It was a rookie error. Yeah. Exactly. It's that wet. You sort of think, what you're doing. Obviously, we got to appreciate X Matty G's biasness as well in full force. We love <laughs> what did that. He say? I don't remember what he said. It was just the fact he said it was completely inexcusable that someone would bin it like that. Someone called him out for British bias, and then they, he said, what do you want about it? And they reminded him of Williams, Russell binning it last year, where he was going, oh, Russell, such an easy mistake to make. And all that, which was a highlight of the weekend in the end, unfortunately. Yeah, not um, much else happened. So. Exactly. So we've still then got Max Verstappen, George Russell, front row, ready for the start. They go out for the formation lap. They do another formation lap. They do one more formation lap. Yep. <laughs> then they come then they into the pit lane. Because it was red flagged. It was too wet. Exactly. They get red flagged. Now, let's be fair. Let's just get it right out there straight away, Jamie. I think we can both agree on it. It was too wet to race. Yeah. At any was. point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. From 2pm onwards, it was too wet the problem to have an event. as well with such a unique circuit. If this was Hungary or like Silverstone, where it's completely flat, and there's not much relief happening. They probably would have been able to race. It's just because the risk is so much higher going at like yeah. 200 miles an hour up a massive hill. Exactly. In the wet. Exactly. It just, yeah. It's a bit of a shame. But there was no stage of the race that was suitable to race on. Like you can yes. tell. So. so they come back into the pits. We then get a break. I stick on Burnley against Leeds. That was fun. <laughs> I didn't. I sat for five hours. I didn't, I didn't watch that. Genuinely. It was a great afternoon for me. <laughs> Genuinely, I sat there for five hours and watched this, thinking something's going to happen at some point. I know I am, I'm completely. I got so much stick from the few people at work that know I watched Formula One today. That's Honestly, funny. it was beyond a joke. But so it gets they they give a rain delay. 
Then they give another rain delay. Now, whilst all this is going on, there are so many things going on behind the scenes in terms of people talking to Michael Massey. Let's try and just <laughs> dive through them then. So we've got a couple of teams asking if there's a... Like, telling them there's going to be, like, a break in the weather. Uh, so he's sort of talking about, yeah, we might be able to do that. I think the first big one was obviously Red Bull going to him, wasn't it? About getting Perez back in the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously, Massey seemingly unaware of the rules. Yeah, he didn't really know what was going on. I mean, I get that it's a very unique scenario. Yeah. But yeah. to not know your own rules is a little bit bad. I mean, it's I'm a, so difficult, I used to be isn't a coordinator it? for a league and I didn't know my own rules. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Like well, I you would were just be wigging completely. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I, I remember about restarts, I was like, I don't. I know, remember being a driver in your lease <laughs> and you restarting Monaco because it was wet. <laughs> no, I didn't. You someone, did. Someone who shouldn't be in the lobby took someone out at that time. <laughs> they also did that, but you should have saved the weather. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but I'm not complaining because I won that you race. Won anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be honest. We see a lot of hate for Michael Massey on Twitter. We do. I don't mind. I can. I think he's got one of the most difficult jobs in Formula One. Like without a doubt, everyone. That's so hard. Like you, there is no way in those situations he makes the right decision. Unfortunately, that will please everyone. Because let's be fair, he either cancels a Grand Prix, and you get millions, and I mean millions, of upset fans around the world. Because people would be mad as anything if Verstappen and George just didn't get the chance. To exactly. Take their front row and stuff. So, exactly. Yeah, and running out on Monday wasn't an option. I don't know why they were bothered no. to talk about that. I don't know why people seem to think that bank yeah. holiday Monday in the UK. It's not in Belgium. People have jobs to go to. to. Marshals are. Time. It didn't work at all. So yeah, they didn't. It was painful <laughs> to view. But racing tonight was not an option. Not only was it still wet, Marshals have got real jobs to go to. Yeah. TV broadcasts have to won't be, be willing to do it. <laughs> Exactly. Teams are trying to get to Zandvoort. You've got all the camera gear and everything like that in the F1 Media Centre that needs to get moved to the next event, or the F1 Production Centre, sorry, even. That's got to all get moved there as well. Like, it's such a it just wasn't anyway. viable. Yeah. Exactly. And this is, I think, the problem, isn't it, so far this year, where they're so focused on these 23 races. Like, it seems that they're trying, almost trying too hard because of COVID. To like, get these 23 to races to go, to go, yeah. we can do everything. Look what Formula One can do despite a global pandemic. And on the other hand, you just think, give some of the teams a break every <laughs> yeah. once in a while. They get two weeks off in the summer and that's it. They will go in full pelt the rest of the time. It's a bit crazy. Exactly. From March to December. Yeah, mid-December this year. <laughs> and even then, obviously at the end of the year, they've then got to develop next year's car and get it out for February. Well, they've literally got... Years going on. Well, exactly. They've got a month and a half, haven't they, really now, before mm. the cars are going to be out of winter testing. Which is just not enough. No, not at all. Sorry, I was yawning. But <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, sorry, I'm doing that to you. Um, yeah. But yeah. So g- getting back to the important stuff, let's just sort of if, finish this whole saga about the racing. It gets delayed more and more. We then get this discussion that the time starts from <laughs> when the race is meant to start, which is three, which hours. gives them three hours, despite the fact a Grand Prix. It can go on for three hours from 2pm, but a Grand Prix can last up to four hours. No, it can't. No, that's the confusion. Was so, it? Can it only last up to three now, can after it? Canada, they changed, after Canada 2011, they changed it to three hours. So No, after Canada 2011, they changed it to four. Nah, that was the thing. Maybe it's changed. That was, no, because that's what they always said. It was four hours. This is why I was confused. They changed but it like, to four yeah. because so of Canada there's, 11. There's two hours allowed of actual racing now, 
Yeah, but two hours of actual racing. Three hour slot of once the race has started, you got to get it done in three hours. But that's changed more recently. Yeah, that's changed more recently. Yeah, but then and this was where the difficult thing was. It, so let's just pause the timer at an hour left. Exactly, which, which was then ridiculous because why don't you do that with three at hours the start? Left. Yeah. It just felt like Michael Massey and the FIA were just sort of making decisions as they go along. Because they were panicking at the end of the day. And you can understand why. Belgium is one of the most attended events of the year. There is a huge amount of money involved in that event. And getting that race. And a huge... You've got... like This was just general news, wasn't it, in the end? A lot of media outlets Mm. just picked up on this because it was so farcical at the end of the day with the way it was all done. Yeah. Because obviously... 100%, 100%, sorry, I'm only going to get onto this. They send yeah. the cars out four hours after it was meant to be, literally for the sole purpose of not cancelling the race. There was Exactly. They knew they weren't going to run the race. They knew nothing was going to happen. They knew they it was still too They just wanted to give out points. They're like, Let's do exactly. they, they wanted to save confusion yeah. for themselves and save face at the end of the day. And, as well, mean they didn't have to give out a refund, which, now reading it, apparently most of the sites you can buy tickets from already when you buy tickets you agree that you won't get a refund based on force majeure anyway but Martin said he's going to give a refund to the fans which is amazing if he does did he say he was going to or did he say they deserved one he might have said they deserved one but I I, I think he like said they the deserved time. one fair he might not be then but he's rich enough probably yeah. but then it's not his responsibility it's F1 exactly so. exactly it's yeah. F1 and Belgian uh, Spa Franc shop responsibility yeah. to do it but they, because... I don't think they will no, they, they've they had such a difficult time the last couple of months. It's, yeah, I mean, you had all the flooding, you had all the damage, everything like that. They, no fans left. Out of pretty much any track in the world, they needed, they're like any Formula One track, they needed a good weekend here. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, the now, don't get me wrong, Belgium's not on the, well, it shouldn't be on the cusp of getting dropped or anything like that. Really, I'd argue there's four tracks that just won't get dropped from Formula One mm. at any point. Monza, Belgium, Silverstone, Monaco. They will always just be there. They, all, they often you? try and drop Silverstone. <laughs> no, they don't so try poor. and drop it. They just don't yeah. renew it. Yeah. But it always gets renewed in the end. There's that always a... thing where like, there's a 20% increase on the cost each year, which didn't help until yeah. 2017. So it's costing them exactly. way more than they ever thought. Yeah. But, but Silverstone won't go. Like It just won't happen. No, it won't. But yeah, I think Belgium... I was a bit disappointed, obviously, because it's a great track and it's a great race every year. But yeah, but it, yeah. has it though? Because this is what people were talking great, about. I love, race, I love the Belgian Grand Prix circuit. <laughs> like I've said, every time I go there in videos, it is it's my second favorite racetrack in the world, genuinely, just behind the Nordschleifer, and it is my favorite Grand Prix circuit in the world by some margin. I've got a picture of it behind me, actually, that over there. Yeah. A good track. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at my background, I've got one. It's great. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But it is genuinely like because we've both been there as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We we this, we actually met at the Belgian Grand Prix. Yeah. Not not originally. We knew each other beforehand on, online. Memory, but, exactly. But yeah. it's the only time we've actually met in person. I think we touched yeah. upon this last podcast. But Spa Francorchamps. I mean, I was meant to be there last month for the Spa Twenty Four, and I was gutted I couldn't go for that. It is such. It's you so can't good. really describe it, can it's, you? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Tracks like that just aren't built anymore. No, not at all. Like, just nothing nothing quite like Spa will happen again at any point. Herman but Tilk thinking about couldn't it, come up with a track like this probably in a the million last years. Good race. The last good race was probably 2015, thinking about it. 
Which I was there for. Oh, were you? Yeah, got a that was the first Grand Prix I went to, yeah, because we heard tire, uh, Vettel's tyre blow up. Vettel blew up, yeah. Funny. Yeah. But, yeah, the last few Grand Prix that haven't been great, but on the other hand, that's not always been the circuit's fault, though, because they've kind of been a bit difficult, haven't they, recently? Yeah, because collapse, really. 2017 was... Well, 2016 was Rosberg just Mercedes won, domination, wasn't it? Last. Yeah. Yeah, um, there you go, so that killed Ricardo that race. Was 2017 was... Hamilton was just OP, wasn't he? Because uh, Mercedes had better top end speed. running close, but yeah, Hamilton was OP. Yeah, 2018 was because Ferrari had an OP car down the straights. Seb got him on lap one, even though yellow flag should have already been called out. (laughs) Yeah, safety car should have been out. Safety car should have been out long before Vettel got even alongside him, which was ridiculous. So Seb just walked away with that one. 2019 was obviously Mercedes. Oh, Charles won, sorry. Yeah, that was a decent race. Yeah, that was a right. decent. Yeah. That Charles Leclerc got polled by a bigger gap than he won the Grand Prix that yeah, year. Yeah, he got polled by like nine tenths, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then won the Grand Prix by half second over Hamilton. That was yeah, a decent a legal one. And obviously, didn't really count. Yeah, and obviously there was all the. Obviously, everything else that went on with that weekend yeah. as well. And, there. and then obviously, said. 2020 was what? Like round five of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. And it Hamilton was again Merck domination. Yep. Yeah. Rather, rather predictably there yeah. as well. So it has delivered some good races in recent years, but there are so many iconic races from Spa as well. Yeah, 2009, like, that was a good one. 2009, 2008, 2010. 2008 was rigged, but still. Um, <laughs> 2012 was good. 2012 was good, yeah. Well, pretty much every race. Well, a lot of races well, he didn't run him out of road, did he? Rosberg yeah, just yeah. turned in on him. No. <laughs> we support Rosberg but in this podcast. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Half this podcast supports Rosberg. Yeah. But, yeah, Spa, it can't leave the calendar. It just no won't. Way. Yeah. It just, it just won't, it just can't, and it'll be an incredibly sad day if it ever does. Now, this was something else then. So, obviously, let's let's finish off this saga. I know I keep saying it, but still. <laughs> Ten minutes so... Yeah, race then where they do two more laps under safety car three hours later, and they call it. I've switched off. No one had an op- <laughs> no one had an opportunity to do any overtaking. They all sat behind the safety car for the entirety of the Grand Prix. Max Verstappen wins. George Russell gets a podium. Means now it's just Alfa Romeo and Haas that haven't had a podium this year, wow, which is yeah. a ridiculous stat. <laughs> Twelve races stupid. in, eight teams have scored podiums. Um, it was the first time as well since Malaysia 2012 that eight cars from eight teams made up the top eight at the end of a Grand Prix. Nice. That's good knowledge. Which, good is, which is another good one for you. That wasn't my research. Someone else told me that because I asked them. Do you know who got the um, top three that race? It was 2012 Malaysia. Was I think about this actually. I don't really know. A l- oh, no, no, it wasn't know, Alonso. Know, yeah, it was. Was it? Was that? Um, no, wasn't Alonso, that the year's front wing fell off? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 2012. Which was the year Alonso's front wing fell off? Was that uh, 13? 13, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so there were there were a few good stats from the Grand Prix as well there, but also farcical. I think Bottas and Perez, or Perez definitely has. I think Bottas have more non-points than he has podiums this year. Probably because he got another one in Belgium, obviously. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, George Russell's now had an equal best result as Bottas yeah. this year, which is ridiculous. There's so many like weird and obscure stats from that Grand Prix. Obviously, shortest race of all time. Mazepin got the fastest lap with a three. Mazepin got a fastest lap, yeah, with a three eighteen. It was slower than the W Series fastest lap. Yep. Um, yeah, just I mean, it'll always be one for the stats, but it was worse than Indy 05. Yep, 
Um, Technically, yeah. They do two laps count back. Exactly, yep. Technically, it was a seven kilometer Grand Prix. Well, the results were taken after seven kilometers. It was a 14 kilometer Grand Prix. Yep. Worse than Indy 05, Jamie? No way. <laughs> no? No, not a chance. No. No, I can I mean, agree I with can't that. comment because I, I never watched it because I was five at the time. But yep, so was I. Indy 05 was so political and so much of a joke they were still negotiating to race on the formation lap i remember david Coulthard on the radio was yeah like, well, david Coulthard wanted this? to yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and then yeah the 2005 but... indy was way way worse like yeah. it, it i love caused your f1 to leave america for five years uh, it was already on the way out again yeah. <laughs> people say that but it, they were looking for an excuse to get rid again yeah but Tiago yeah, Montero it was... loved it though. To be fair to him, Tiago Montero. Loved... Well, George <laughs> Russell did his best Tiago yeah. Montero impression, didn't he? Which I thought was incredible. That was the originator of the uh, the podium meme with the one and two just stood there. Yeah, Tiago Montero going mental in <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Bless him. The only Portuguese driver ever to score a podium. Wow, that's good knowledge. I mean, Thank I can't you. think of any. Other... I can't think of any Portuguese drivers. I want to say he was probably one of the only Portuguese driver ever in F1 after about 1978. Yeah, but probably. still, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's so difficult, isn't it? They shouldn't have run a race. There yeah, was all these discussions about you push it. Yeah. yeah. Or there was discussions as well. You push it, like you bring it back to when like F3 was. But that then, can't can happen. They know that, yeah. Exactly. Like, and like people weather. were saying, they're like, you do it at a better time of the year. It's the last weekend of August. <laughs> you can't pick much of a, it's spy. There is no good time of the year. Yeah. Literally. This is what happens. Now, that was something I wanted to ask you then. Does this now give them a good excuse to go back to Belgium to try and fill in one of the slots late on this year? That'd be cool. You think you give all the fans that were meant to be there a free ticket? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll point, go back there, to like be your honest. Your previous but... point of um, like the weather's meant to be bad in August. like. Yeah. It's going to be even worse in November. <laughs> well, you don't know. This is the problem with Spa, isn't it? It's not going to be like, you go any... It's going to be at most like 10 degrees. No way. Yeah, but you don't... This is the problem with the Belgian Grand Prix. It snowed in May last <laughs> year when World Endurance Championship... Well, 2019, planet, I want to so say. Like, yeah. Any weather can It snowed in May. But it's... I mean, they could theoretically I mean, look they, at they going to, back. They went to Nürburgring in like October last year. Exactly. They said it was not awful, but... It was about 8 yeah. degrees, but we ignored that. Exactly. But it was a Grand Prix still. They, they, yeah, I feel like this is a good excuse to go back to Spa. Give the, all the fans that are meant to be there a free ticket. If they can make it, they can make it. If they can't, they can't. You've Sell done what tickets, you can yeah. then. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't think it'll happen, though. I don't think it will happen. I think, unfortunately. And it's difficult, because I really hope this doesn't taint Spa's a track. I don't think it will. Also, side not. note, Carlos Sainz hates spa now apparently despite being he hated spa already circuits. yeah he hates spa already he's he scored, he scored the last three races now exactly yeah he scored what's it three points there and he's only actually ever done no he's he scored one point there but he's only ever done one lap in three years no 2019 he stalled on the grid didn't start 2020 yeah. he car broke down the way to grid yeah and then this time obviously pretty much got cancelled so three years exactly ago. So he's done one lap yeah in three <laughs> yeah. years and still scored points which is yeah. kind of incredible when you think about he, it. It's almost... Did you get half a point? That's going to look annoying on the, on the table for the rest oh, of the year, Oh, it's painful, <laughs> painful on the standings, isn't it? Yeah. The half point things. Which we haven't seen since 09? 09. Yeah, Malaysia 09, wasn't it? Yeah. But, 
let's get on then to another point because I heard people talking about it. remember the old Bridgestone Monsoon tires oh yeah the issue I genuinely don't believe is with the tires no, in this not. circumstance no you can't it's the way the cars are designed the cars are so low that once like the whole thing you're driving on is water it just lifts the tires above the track which is why but it's because use. of how big the tires are as well isn't it it's because the ground the clearance is so low yeah so that's the only reason like but the, like all the spray and stuff is yeah. because the cars are so wide and everything like that. There's so much this, spray kicked up by yeah. Space, yeah. This is what I wondered whether they, whether it could theoretically work, so we don't end up with something like this again. Now it it would never happen, like just That's because it would be ridiculous. Point, it's always a good start, isn't it? But you think with these cars as talky as they are, and obviously all the electronics on board, whether they could give them traction control for these sorts of circumstances. Now, we see these sorts of circumstances. It's once in seven years. like it would, yeah. But wouldn't it be ideal if they could? That'd be pretty cool. I don't think but obviously, would. people would work a way around it. Yeah, you can't put traction control on a Formula One car and then genuinely let fans believe that someone that. hasn't used yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that down the line. It'd be yeah. incredible. But yeah, like the cars at the moment are just so so advanced like, i feel like we've got to the same sort of point as 2004 now haven't we where the cars are mm. so fast like the rules and almost the world can't keep soon. up with them well exactly at the end of the year they're all going to get slowed down again and i think to be honest we are going to look back on these years with fondness i always yeah, remember all the track records are gone so. it was a shot i always remember of um shanghai going through the s's and i think it was hamilton they were like they weren't on board with him. They were doing like one of the off-board shots, you know, where they go through the fast left and right. Yeah, yeah. And it will always stick in my mind because this was 2017, obviously right at the start of these regulations, where you watch the car flick from the left into the right. That's stupid. And but... just how ridiculously fast it was, like insane. Like the... When Hamilton did a mental lap at Singapore, yeah, um, 2018, it was his his pole time that year in 2018. Was something was like, like fifteen three... seconds quicker than twenty fourteen? Yeah, like I don't think it was quite apart. that much. It was. It was like one fifty something in twenty fourteen. It can't have been a one. It was a thirty eight. In I'm sure it was. I'm gonna Google it. No, it was quicker than that. I think Singapore twenty fourteen. I'll go look twenty eighteen. Hamilton pole time. This is some real. We put. Yeah. So here we go. Then. Here we go. Let's let's. What was your what was your laptop? Oh my! It was close. So Fair Hamilton, play. One thirty six dead. Yeah, so it was nine seconds. Well, nine point six. Well, Hamilton yeah. did a Hamilton did a one forty five six eight one. Rosberg did a one forty five six eight eight. Seven thousandths of a second. Rosberg was always really good at Singapore, to be fair. Yeah, it was. It was always a bit of a Hamilton bogey track, to be yeah. honest, wasn't it? Until it's he just that day. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was like the one because Mercedes generally thought they were slower than Red Bull yeah. and Ferrari that weekend, but that was an insane lap. lap as well there. But yeah. I think we probably need to close the Belgian Grand Prix saga, don't we? Yeah. Massey needs a refresh on the rules. And I, I completely agree. He's been put into such a difficult position because, let's be fair, Charlie Whiting... We don't know what we were losing. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people underappreciated just the sheer skill that Charlie Whiting had in that job. Yeah. He was like a match made in heaven for it, so... Exactly. It's exactly. going to be impossible to follow. Yeah. And, and I think Massey does like, an okay job, but like... A lot of the time. I feel like he know. gets a lot of unnecessary hate a lot of the time. Like, there's some dumb decisions here and there. But a lot of the time, he's normally pretty good, I'd argue. Mm. 
or at least you can make sense of why yeah, he's made can, a decision you, you he can has. See his point of view of why he's done things. Yeah, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah, I mean, Twitter can't, but we can. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Um, I want to give a special shout out as well to Jos Capito for being my arguably my new favorite F one principal. I what don't know if you watched the. Inter- did you watch the interview with him after qualifying? No. He was basically saying that obviously Williams had zero plans for what to do because oh, they just yeah. didn't expect to be this high. <laughs> yeah. That interview, I fell in love with that man. He looks like a right laugh, bless him. Yeah. It's, no, he, he, gives, he gives off Fred for Sir vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's Nico, just, he just Nico. seemed like so elite. Like, you, you can tell he wants Williams' success as well. Yeah. And you love that. They've left it in good hands, haven't they? Exactly. Well, they had no real choice, did they, no. in the end? But Doriton Capital, it's great to know they're knowing what they're doing with it, because I honestly worried to begin with. They just cash out on Williams' legacy and drop him from the grid in five years. And or maybe they the still will. <laughs> or change the name, yeah. But at the moment, they've done so many good things with that team. That team's such on a good trajectory at the minute. Exactly. Exactly. And I really, for them. I really do hope. I, I tweeted this out yesterday as well. Uh, the picture of Russell getting that podium for Williams. He has been, a lot of the time, the only light in what has arguably been probably Williams' darkest time in Formula 1, obviously mm. with a couple of very notable exceptions Kubica over the P10. past. What's that? Kubica P10 in Hockenheim, what a driver. Yep, yep. <laughs> but he has steered them through yeah. in such so a good it. way, exactly. And you think he came into that team, what was he, 2021 originally? Yeah. He just dominated Formula 2. He watches two of his mates. One of them gets a Red Bull. One of them gets a McLaren that's on the way up. He was much better than them in Formula 2. Like, he just was. Yeah. Lando and and Alex were so mid in F2. I mean, Lando is much better now. Yeah. He was very young in F2, to be fair. But George was clear of both of them. So Exactly. He has steered that team. very hard. And I just hope that inevitably when he gets the call up for Mercedes next year which we're going to jump onto in just a second I hope Williams don't go backwards I think I really will. do pray but I mean if they get I... Hulk and Joe they're going to be class so. oh give over <laughs> just give over honestly I think I, I don't think Bottas ends up there now which is a bit of a shame but no no uh, well, this is what I wanted to touch on next. Changes then. week by week. Obviously. So, exactly. So, there's there's a rumor come out today. I can't remember which. Uh, this is literally like the dude just trust me source. Um, <laughs> but there is apparently now talks that Raikkonen will announce his retirement at Monza. Yeah, Bottas could go to Alpha. I see him there. As and well. Bottas goes to Alpha Romeo to replace him, and that's when we see. Because originally, I had it in my head to be honest. That Mercedes are going to announce George Russell this weekend at Zandvoort. Just take some of the hype away from Max Verstappen. <laughs> That'd be quite funny, too, fair. Genuinely, I reckon that's. I thought if they're going to announce it anywhere, this would be the weekend to do it. Yeah, well, I think they, they know already. On. They know that George is in that seat. They're just waiting for Bottas's to be confirmed before they announce them both at the same time, I think. But if they announce Russell then, and then you announce Kimmy the week out, or Kimmy retiring the week after, so Bottas is going there, that still kind of makes sense. Yeah, but he's still going to have questions. I mean, they do it before media day, I guess. But they want to save him from the questions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think Russell... I'm Russell announcement this weekend, I reckon. Yeah. Like rattling Red Bull. Like the, um, exactly. the tweet for Nick De Vries of the first Dutch world champion. Yeah, exactly. Time. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant as well. Quick mention as well, obviously, as we look towards Zandvoort. They've changed their speed limits uh, to 33 miles an hour this oh, weekend. Yeah. 
uh, sorry, 33 kilometers an hour, even obviously to commemorate Max Verstappen. <laughs> it took less than 20 minutes for a pole to go up for the uh, circuit, uh, for the streets around Monza to get changed to Antonio Giovinazzi's <laughs> number, which yeah, I, I mean, thought was incredible. They all do that anyway. Literally. They do 99. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I thought that was incredible. Just imagine there, you go into the local yeah. council, going, "Yes, we changed number to 99," <laughs> <laughs> which would just be brilliant. Because I mean, that's yeah. what. 60 miles an hour pretty much on the dot yeah they still I mean they still won't get any fines out would they so no exactly do whatever you want in Italy <laughs> but yeah Zandvoort then Jamie top three predictions Max yeah he's going to finish all of the positions he's going to finish all the yeah. positions in no, Red yeah. Bull are going to announce they've cloned him <laughs> <laughs> yeah Max one Max two and Max in the Alpha Tauri three right okay no it'll be Verstappen um, Checo Hamilton. Why not? Red Bull track. Ooh! Red Bull tracker, you're saying? There's no straights. It's all corners. Red Bull are going to smash it. It was all quite high speed corners. Yeah, perfect. Fair enough then. I'm going to go Verstappen, Hamilton. Throw someone random in. Charles Leclerc. Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda suddenly. I mean, Leclerc was good at Silverstone, so. Exactly. It's no, I should have gone Lando Norris, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. But I'm going to go <laughs> Charles Leclerc this weekend. McLaren. Exactly. Exactly. That's going to be the only orange I'm celebrating this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, I think, let's be fair, this weekend, Red Bull are going to leave no stone unturned. Yeah. Max it's is just going to be. It. It's going to be the Max Verstappen weekend, Literally. even as a Hamilton fan. I, I would love to that. be there, honestly. Yeah. I but. would not. <laughs> executed on the spot probably yeah spot. there would there would yeah, just generally be a public assassination if anyone comes in wearing anything that doesn't have 33 and an orange lion <laughs> lathered over it yeah, but I mean let's be fair nice place good beach have you genuinely yeah yeah really like, when? we went to the track I was, oh. I was on holiday in the Netherlands and we went to it we just went oh, to the, well. the beach and we just looked at the track I mean it was nowhere near an F1 track it's like at least five or six years ago now it was still a pretty decent little grade B circuit, I think. Yeah, it was good fun. It's right on the seafront. It's quite cool. Yeah. The only so. thing I can think that might change around this weekend is if the bank corners end up doing an Indio 5. I imagine yeah. we get two weekends in a row. We get a race that gets cancelled because of weather. And, a race, anyway. and then a race that gets cancelled because of the cars can't go around the corners. Yeah, and that's Bridgestone. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to think about that. Um... But yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot today about the Belgian Grand Prix. It's, yeah, a tough weekend, wasn't it, in the yeah, end? A bit of a shame, really, yeah. Uh, oh, quickly before I forget as well. Um, talks now, after we mentioned it last weekend, I'm, I reckon clearly someone within high up in Formula 1 listens to our podcast. LaSalle in Qatar might be taken over from oh, yeah. the... The, the TBC. The, the TBC Grand Prix. Which... If it does, surely we'll get pushed back a week. Because why on earth would you suddenly race to the Middle East and then spend a week there and then do another Grand Prix? Yeah, probably. I think and it is going to be the end of a double header as well. So like, just move it. Back yeah, and it's... Make a new one yeah, exactly. You're going to race. You're going to just leave it. Put it a week back and then have a triple header to finish off the year. Yeah. In the Middle East, but it could be that. It could be Bahrain still. There's always the slim chance that might happen again. But I think they'd probably be quite interested to get more Qatar money in. Ready for the Sick World Cup and, Grand Prix and all in the last that. Two years. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but maybe Spa for the other empty slot. I no, think they're just going to do a bit that. of a calendar reshuffle. Yeah, yeah. Eiffel as yeah. well, I suppose. It's yeah. I feel like this, there's only going to be 22 races this year, isn't yeah. it? Now I think they've basically 
had to accept defeat on that one. Which is still a record still, technically, isn't it? Because Lashley um, was meant to be 22, but it wasn't. Yeah, it must be. 21 in 2016, they got rid of one since then. Yeah. Oh, quickly as well. I, I'm suddenly just remembering <laughs> loads of things as we try to round out. 45 minutes. Why in, don't yeah. F1 tracks have NASCAR-style uh, water sweepers? I don't know. That make, that make loads of sense. It really would, it's wouldn't like it? like the reverse Bernie Eccleston sprinkler. Exactly, yeah. I mean, put those on the track as well at the same time, if yeah, you like. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> F1 needs some idea. proper... F1, yeah, no, almost as good as his 30-centimetre walls on the white lines. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was a mentalist, honestly. He was. Do you remember his you idea mean... for changing the point system to be one point for a win and that's it? So it's just... Like, oh, dear God! <laughs> like, <laughs> Imagine the Mercedes oh, era. It's just God. Hamilton and Rosberg on one, like, ten points each and no one else has got any. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just... Oh, I don't get Bernie, man, what, honestly. Like, let's be fair. I know there was always some speculation hate to, at the beginning. Liberty Media have done a bloody incredible job yes. with Formula 1, haven't they? They've made it so global now. Like, so many Exactly. It's genuinely incredible. Like, for people like us that obviously were there beforehand and... Although, let's be fair, we're not big players or any stretch like that. Oh, I am. Quite into the social media. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> <laughs> but like, being able to watch the sport that we've... Because, I mean, we're both... We've both been fans for as long as we can remember, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, It's been stunning for both of us since we were little kids yeah. at the end of the day. But to watch it grow into something now that, let's be fair is difficult sometimes twitter is a horrendous place now it's yep. just awful <laughs> like I, I if you watch not to follow I, I don't know what i don't know why i put my oh, twitter handle on this video because generally if you're watching this don't, don't use twitter, twitter. <laughs> if you're an f1 fan just don't it's awful but yeah seeing the no, way honestly, it's like, grown even what three years ago when i first came to uni i would deliberately mention f1 to people and they'd be like oh, okay i know hamilton's yeah good. yeah but like now most people i talk to have some sort of a basic understanding because of drive yeah. to survive really <laughs> exactly <laughs> which exactly. is a good start and people get into it off that so yeah it is job. incredible the, the way they've been able to do it you're banging it so well bernie's still having more kids yeah, he's got a kid recently hasn't he? What how on earth 91 like yeah. <laughs> oh god that just like, makes my skin crawl thinking that. about it <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely oh, end this podcast god. yeah we probably should we've we've gone from the belgian grand prix to bernie eccleston Still somehow being able to produce children in his nineties, but yeah, yeah. Oh, it's this was probably one of the biggest tests that Liberty's had since they took over. This Obviously, Australia, the COVID. one of the other Australia <laughs> and of course Spa nineteen. Yeah, were three of the big, big ones that they've had they've to deal with. Most of okay, I think. To be fair, to. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with this in the coming days. Yeah, it's very very difficult, isn't it? Either way, but. Let us know your thoughts and feelings down below. Then we've ranted about this for an incredibly long time <laughs> over the course of today as well there. But yeah, let us know down in the comments below your thoughts and feelings of the Belgian Grand Prix as well. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you get yourself subscribed to the channel as well. Obviously, we're trying to keep this weekly at the moment as well. We've got plenty more stuff planned. We've actually got a load more ideas. Like we've genuinely got so many cool things we want to do. If we can find more time uh, to get more videos done together as well because I think, well, hopefully you enjoy doing this sort of thing as well, Jamie. Yeah. But we've got a lot of other cool... Days. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's something we both love doing. That's why we end up rambling so much uh, in these podcasts as well there. But yeah, we've got a lot of other stuff, uh, cool stuff planned, obviously. 
at the moment. A massive thank you as well personally from me for the continued support on the channel. We're nearing in 19,000 subscribers now. 20k might just be doable by the end of the year as well there. But yeah, we'll be back next weekend. Hopefully able to review a Grand Prix from <laughs> Zanvoort. Jamie's going Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. I'm going Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc. Let us know your top three predictions down below. Uh, Jamie, anything to add before we finish? I don't think so. No? Thank you all so much for watching. And we'll be back next Monday, hopefully. Or next Tuesday even, even I should say. With a Grand Prix review.